Here we are yet again, people. It is yet another Monday, and it is the 20th of February, 2023. Remember, this channel is all about strong Bitcoin hand. That is the key here. Uh, don't forget to smash the like button, everyone. Uh, retweet this. Uh, subscribe if you're new to the channel. Uh, every Monday and every Thursday, I go live and I just spout about Bitcoin for around 30 minutes. So if that's your thing, stick around, come and join us. It is great to have the regulars in the house that I can already see. But for those that are new to all of this, it is really important that you check out this disclaimer below. No financial advice here, people. You're not going to get it. You are going to get bullish Bitcoin content, but you ain't going to get any financial advice. You must do your own research. Secondly, how? Can you do that research? Go to ukbitcoinmaster.com. There are 499 videos there with this one as I go live. So almost 500 milestone coming up on Thursday. Come and join me uh, for that. There is enough over there for anyone to go down the rabbit hole and learn enough about Bitcoin to know if they should or should not invest in it. If you want even more evidence as to why you should invest in Bitcoin, then do go and check the bitcoininterviews.com. Uh, probably around 80 videos there already. Um, hopefully some more coming up. But uh, quite honestly, I am quite happy just going live for 30 minutes twice a week. It's a hassle with these guests. They're great. I love them. But you never know if they're going to flake on you, etc. So, I'm actually quite happy doing my normal regular show for those that want to tune in. But hey, I'm sure some more will evolve at some point. For now, I'm just enjoying doing the show. So check out those websites. And finally, if you haven't heard this enough already, get any coins you've got off exchanges. I feel right now that the community has gone into this apathy again. We've had the Celsius debacle and BlockFi and everything else, Terra Luna and FTX and all that. And everybody thinks, oh, that's it. It's a done deal now. It's all over. I don't need to worry. I, I got something burning a hole in me that says there's going to be another shooter drop. I don't know what it is. I, I can't even quantify it. But you do not want to leave any coins on exchanges because I think if something happens... It might very well be what we all to be uh, deemed to be a big gun that might go under. So get your keys off your your coins uh, off of exchanges. So I think I said this already. It's the twentieth of February, twenty twenty three. I just wanted to just talk for a minute about you know I've been in this space coming up six years in a couple of months from now, and the one thing I've learned clearly is. If you, whoever you are, me, you, whoever, if we're going to survive this thing, if we're going to be OGs, if we're going to be strong hand Bitcoiners, the one thing we've got to do is tune out the noise. Just tune it out. Yes, it's good to know what is going on out there in the space, but human failing means that we get emotionally high or low based on news based on what others are saying. And for me, it is very much, I've bought Bitcoin. I have my Bitcoin offline in cold storage. As far as I'm aware, it is as secure as I can ever get it. And I'm now just getting on and enjoying my life because life is going by in a heartbeat. Now, I'm also 
just keeping abreast of what is going on out there, and I've said this before, and I guess I'm talking to a lot of the noobs, I am just keeping abreast of the news out there with the several podcasts uh, that I tend to tune into because I want to know, coming from a non-financial background, if there's something out there on the horizon that might affect Bitcoin, good or bad, if that makes sense. Beyond that, I'm not interested in the noise. I'm not interested in the infighting on Twitter. Doesn't bother me. Um, I actually hate social media, if I'm honest. Maybe that is um, the boomer in me, but uh, I use it uh, sparingly and when I need to. Um, So my Facebook page is purely to post my Bitcoin shows. My Twitter is purely to mention that I am going live and just to get it out there. Um, Same with all the other platforms that my videos go out on. They're there not to monetize, not to make any money, simply so that my videos are everywhere, spread far and wide, so that if one platform goes down, then my content is still out there. That is all I am trying to achieve. And along the way, if I can help one, two, five, ten, fifty, a hundred thousand, whatever people not go down the crap coin route and understand why Bitcoin and understand Bitcoin, not crypto, then my job's done. And I'm quite happy about that. That's all I'm trying to achieve here. So before we go and delve into a few bits of news, let's see who we've got joining us in the chat probably the regulars uh bitcoin meister was in the house earlier he pounded and retweeted adam thank you as always yorkie bitcoiner interesting hi brian tweeted pounded and shared on noster oh my lord yorkie noster fair play to you i'm trying to get my head around all of it maybe you and i need a zoom call dude because i can't get my head around all this thing. It's like, that's got to be the boomer in me. I'm doing my best right now. But Nostra, wow, I'm out there on Nostra. I don't believe it. There you go. Yorkie Bitcoiner, Chazoid is with us, John G, uh, Elaine, my lovely wife is in the house, Vinnie Rondo coming in from Staten Island, Matt Underhill from the Bitcoin book, Johnny Midas coming in from the desert. Good to see you, uh, Johnny. As always, UK Bitcoin Farmer is with us. Um, John G, episode five. Yeah, absolutely, John. Yeah. So um, I did. I'm sure I saw someone else, actually, that I haven't seen before. Elder DNA. The longer you your Bitcoin, the more you feel like you won the lottery. But it's backwards. I'm trying to get my head around that, dude. Maybe you want to explain that a little bit more in simple terms for an old boomer like me. Bram VDB is announced. Good to see you with us as well. Okay, I am going to get on with the show just got a few bitty things I want to cover along with a video. So the first thing I guess we want to do is head on over to the desktop. Oh, by the way, Elia Epping's joined us. By the way, if you want to get my attention, as Yorkie Bitcoin has just done, type in UK or at UK Bitcoin Master. And this is for the noobs, really. And if you type in at UK Bitcoin Master exactly as it is in my YouTube name here, and then put a space and type a message. It will light up in orange and I will see it. I saw Rocky Palumbo. Rocky, good to see you as well, my friend. I didn't uh, ignore you. I just didn't see you. Um, yeah, then I would I would gladly read that out or pay attention to it. I must admit, I do have a massive TV monitor behind uh, my uh camera I'm looking at, and I do try and keep an eye on it, and certain things do catch my eye, 
But if it moves up too quickly, then I clearly miss things. So if you want to get my attention, uh, type in UK Bitcoin Master. Let's go to the desktop. Okay, first things first, let's have a look at what's going on with the Bitcoin price. As you can see, we are still flirting with the 500, uh, sorry, the $25,000 um, mark for Bitcoin. Now, I want you noobs <clears throat> to keep something in mind here, if I may. Six years ago, I bought Bitcoin at $2,000 a coin, several, okay? So now with the pump to 69K, the major correction back to where we are today, uh, let's call it 25K, I've still... 12x my investment. Okay, 12x. Show me anywhere safe and secure, as close as can be with Bitcoin, where you'll get that type of return for buying, holding, delaying gratification, getting on with life and stop wanting the clock to tick down so that Bitcoin moons and makes you a billionaire. Because Bitcoin, I've said it a million times before, is going to do what it's going to do when it's going to do it. And neither you or I are ever going to influence that. So what is the point of stressing over it? We know it is flipping volatile. Look at this chart. Earlier on today, we were down. Whoops, hang on. Let me see if I can't get dead right. Cursor won't go slow. Ah, get down. There it is. We were down at 23.8. We're now at 24.8. That is volatile. And we keep talking about as we go through the next bull run and we start breaking through 100K and 150K, it is going to be not uncommon to see $10,000 candles both up and down. And if you think you've got a strong Bitcoin hand right now, let's see how strong your hand is when you're seeing 10K candles because that is coming. And I believe way into the future, you'll see million-dollar candles when Bitcoin is worth tens of millions um, when I'm looking at the grass from the other side. So if you're new, understand that Bitcoin is volatile, but it is volatile over time to the upside. 2K when I got in six years ago, 12X. You put it into a calculator now. How many people would love to buy a Bitcoin at 248 and 12x their money in six years. Not for trying to trade it, not for getting wrecked, for just buying it and then sitting on it for another six years. And I'm not saying for one minute that what's going to happen over the next six years <clears throat> is going to replicate what happened over the previous six years. I'm simply saying, if it did, 25k, at a 10x would be a quarter of a million. OK, but we're talking of 12x, so close to 300, well, it would be 300,000 uh, for sitting on a 25 grand investment. Now, some of you may be thinking, oh, I'll go out and get a loan. I'll do that and sit on it. Don't you dare. I'm simply giving you what could happen as Bitcoin's adoption curve grows. That is all I'm saying. And that is why I say to people, dig down into what gives Bitcoin its uniqueness. Because I'm telling you, from what I'm listening to out there, and I'm certainly no expert on any of this, it's what I'm listening to. I'm listening to people saying, you know, other coins are giving much greater returns than Bitcoin. But here's the problem. The greater the return, the greater the risk 
to your funds. And I'm not prepared to take that. They can do what they want. I don't give a chuff if Ethereum flips Bitcoin. I am simply buying and holding my investment for my kids' and grandkids' futures. That is it. Up to you what you do. Long drawn out way of looking at the chart. But what I do want to draw your attention to is this. Currently, 4,035 sats for a dollar. I remember a couple of shows ago, it was you were getting something like 4,600 sats for your dollar. I remember back at the back end of 22, you were getting two you were getting, sorry, over 6,000 sats for your dollar. The point is, as the price of Bitcoin goes up, the sats you get for your dollar goes down. So don't wait if you're going to get yourself into Bitcoin. Okay, let me get rid of that. That was a long roundabout way of covering that. In fact, where's it gone? Whoops. Okay, so if I may, it is my show. And if I want to shield stuff, I will. And if people don't like it, they can go and find another show. Matthew Underhill has become a bit of a friend. We've chatted many times uh, away from my show. And he produces British. He produced this book. Um, I've got it. I've read it three times. I've listened to the audio version once. And I have to say, it is a really good book if you are a beginner or new to all of this. Um, there's a bit in there that perhaps the, the, the crap coin bit that might want to come out, Matt, at some point when you finally get around to it. Hey, I know there's a you know new member of the family and you've got stuff going on. I get all of that. But it is still a great book to give us a gift or to give somebody to read that is maybe teetering on the border of Bitcoin. So do check that out on Amazon. And can I ask a favor on Matt's behalf? And he hasn't asked me. This is me. If you have been on Amazon, if you've got this book and read it, and if you think it's okay, go back and leave him a review. Leave him a little bit of love there, people, because it really, really, really helps. Talking of love, and I nearly forgot that, um, I was prepping for the show today. And sometimes our thoughts wander back. And my thoughts wandered back to somebody that I sort of got to know through Bitcoin, who we lost way, way, way too young. I was actually putting on this Bitcoin bracelet. And I always used to plug this Bitcoin bracelet. You can see the Bitcoin on it. Sorry about my arthritis in my hands. Um, really great bracelet. And it was sent to me um, by Dan from Just Learn Bitcoin. Com. Dan was out in Mexico and Dan died in his 30s way, 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 way too young. And I just wanted to pay homage to Dan because we all get on with life. We lead busy lives. We lose people. And I don't want him forgotten because he was a great Bitcoiner. And Rocky Palumbo, who's in the chat, would endorse that. Rocky used to work with Dan. And um, yeah, so... R.I.P. Dan, wherever you are. Back to the show. Okay. So, yeah, Matthew Undeal's book, worth checking out. Also, uh, again, you're looking for somebody who might be a whale that would love to get their hands on BitcoinToTheMoon.com. This is a complete portfolio. The shirt logos come with it, BTCToTheMoon.com, blah, blah, blah. There's loads of it. If you know a whale that would loves domain names and would love to get their hands on this, then do get them to reach out to me or Bitcoin to the moon. It doesn't really matter. Um, I just thought I would mention that. Um, 
All the show notes used to be un, in, under this video. They're now not. There's one link, Linktree, UK Bitcoin Master. Uh, yeah, Dan is very much missed. Absolutely, Rocky. And I just don't forget him. I really don't. Um, same with Vention MGTOW. We lost Vention last year as well, and that was pretty awful too. But Dan, you know, he connected with us. He was sponsoring the show. And, you know, yeah. Anyway, I better stop there because, yeah. So do check out that link tree. If you want to drop a tip, there you go. Um, there's some SATS addresses. You don't have to, but some people want to. You can buy me a cup of coffee with crappy fiat if you want. I just wanted to get that stuff out of the way and get on with the show. Sorry, that's all part of the show, truth be told. Um, I just wanted to talk about, you know, tuning out the noise and if you're going to do this thing, buy it, hold it, and, you know, just have that strong hand. And I do my best within um, my shows twice a week to try and help people build the strong hand. No one comes in with a strong hand. Everyone comes in hoping uh, numbers going to go up. You know, we all, every one of us on planet Earth would love to have more money than we've got, even if it's to help needy causes. Anything. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Barefoot Barry's with us. Good to see you, Barry. Um, so, Let's have a look. So what I've got, I'll run the video at the end. I've got a short video clip, but I, I just wanted to just touch on a few news articles that I came across, which are all part of the noise. And that's the point of these. There's only two or three of them, but they're all part of the noise. You know, for example, the SEC, what that, I mean, I'm from the UK. So, you know, I didn't even know what the SEC was until I got into Bitcoin. But, you know, from what I can gather, are they doing some kind of debacle mess around all of this? Are they trying to suppress it to give, you know, their 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 government chance to their banks chance to bring out their own CBDC? I haven't got a clue. Not one iota. All I know is that for some reason it appears like there's some kind of coordination going on to suppress this lot so that they can get the CBDC out. Now, why on earth would they not give an ETF to someone like Avanti Bank, Caitlin Long's Avanti Bank, when they've done everything asked of them and they simply were, sorry, ETF, not ETF, a banking license, uh, my apologies. So what are, that, what are they up to and why are they coming out with this? SEC proposes rules that would change which crypto firms can custody customer assets. Now, they all say that you, they can't do anything about Bitcoin. But what they can do, and this is me, a regular Brit that drove trucks for many years of his life, just thinking out loud. I guess what they can do is make the on and off ramps from Bitcoin to fiat and fiat to Bitcoin harder, more difficult and clamped down that way. But yeah, Johnny Midas says, SEC, what a total joke. Again, you'll know that more than me, John, because... I'm Brit, you know, and I'm not from a financial background. And I've only sort of get my, my head, I've got my head all around this for the last five years and nine months since I got into Bitcoin. So I'm doing my best to understand it all. But my brain, my simple pea-sized brain is saying, why are they doing what they're doing? It just doesn't seem to add up. Then you move on and you think, well, Okay, so the banks say, we've got your best interests at heart. We're going to look after you, uh, says um, JP Morgan. I mean, for goodness sake, I've highlighted this. 
February 16, 2023. If yesterday had been National Creepy Crooks Day, JP Morgan Chase would have taken top honours. Bloomberg News reported on the creepy emails that former JP Morgan Chase exec Jess Slaley was sending back and forth from his email account at the bank to child sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein, as the bank was only too happy to handle 55 accounts worth hundreds of millions of dollars for Epstein. One set of emails suggested Staley was having a kinky or sexual relationship with individuals dressed up as Disney characters. This is our banking system, or this is the global banking system, and we are supposed to trust them. I'm telling you, if there's a book I would encourage anyone to read, it's The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin. Talk about the corruption of bankers throughout the ages, people. That really, really, really did it for me. And, you know, then you see Jamie Dimon, who's got a lot of influence around the world as the CEO of JP Morgan, you know, talking about how he wouldn't touch Bitcoin or crypto. Well, I wouldn't touch crypto, but Bitcoin, let's call it Bitcoin because it's my bullish Bitcoin show. He wouldn't touch it and anybody involved is absolutely mental. Stay away from it. Let me tell you now, He's going to have the egg on his face as this thing starts gathering momentum. My point, don't trust these corrupt, dirty, filthy bankers. Don't, because all they're in it for is to line their own pockets. And then on the flip side of it, you've got the Cinderella's of this, like Wyoming, doing their bit to make it Bitcoin friendly. Of course, they want Bitcoiners to go to Wyoming, to, to come to Wyoming, live there, bring their investments, bring their, you know, their 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 voting power, um, you know, and they're doing everything they can to build all these great regulations around, uh, let's say, crypto there. But I'm a Bitcoiner. Wyoming lawmakers pass a bill protecting Bitcoin private keys from forced disclosure. Absolutely. And if I had to go there so that I didn't need to disclose my keys, then I would damn well do that. So, you know, big hats off to Wyoming. Uh, so let's have a look at a couple of tweets. You know, you've got Keanu Reeves. Now, Keanu Reeves is a huge Hollywood blockbuster superstar. And I'm not putting anybody up on a pedestal here, but when someone like Keanu Reeves comes out with, you know, Bitcoin is an amazing tool for exchange of resources. Criticizing it is only going to make it better, stroke stronger. That is a great thing. I love stuff like that because that can only bring more eyeballs onto why Bitcoin. What is this Bitcoin thing? Why is, you know, this actor, Keanu Reeves, talking about Big Bitcoin. So that is a really good thing. This was from 2022. It said breaking banks set on fire in Lebanon by customers unable to take their money out, out amid 170% inflation in 22. Bitcoin is hope. Yes, it is hope. Do you know, when we live in the Western world, and forgive me, people, I'm just thinking out loud. Sometimes I get frustrated and I want to think out loud. And that's what my show allows me to do. And I think to myself, you know, in the West, we live such good lives, you know, nice homes and cars and holidays and everything else. Just stop and hone in maybe on 
maybe African nations, maybe South American nations that are in have got hyperinflation going on. You know, banks freezing your money, your assets, so you can't get it out and you can't feed your family. This is why we Bitcoin. This is what potentially can start heading towards us all. Okay, and I always say that forewarned is forearmed. Okay, so if you know that something may happen, you can prepare for it in advance. And if it doesn't happen, hey, all power to the good, right? And the other way is why wait until the drought is here before you think I better build a well? If you get sniff of something, and in, and I'm talking about what these banks are doing, how there's more and more talk of bank bail-ins coming, where they freeze your assets and they take, like in, in Cyprus in 2013, I believe it was, they froze the bank assets of people's monies. And basically, they took 50% of people's money for the bank and then gave them in 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 replacement shares in a bank that was pretty well bankrupt. I mean, holy cow, you know, why wait for that to really rear its head? And then you think, holy crap, I wish I'd have got hold of some Bitcoin is all I'm saying here, people. There's enough evidence out there that says right now the world is upside down. Something is going on, but you've got to get this. It doesn't happen overnight, you know, to <clears throat> take down a banking system, a global governmental system can take 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years. But it is most definitely playing out when you start to understand little things like the amount of debt that America have got, you know, amount of debt to GDP is just crazy. It's like then you start to look at and I've only <clears throat> excuse me learned this through podcasts you know they can't they can't let the inflation rage they can't keep raising interest rates they crash the economy so they're between a rock and a hard place which means they're totally screwed and for me I get this even though I don't understand it and I can't articulate it so well for, on my shows I just see a world that is steadily imploding and my strap line to all of you with a question mark at the end is got Bitcoin because you need to have some Bitcoin. And then this one. If you think Bitcoin's going away, this came out a few days ago, breaking 44 million addresses now holding Bitcoin. Let me tell you now, the regular dudes like you and I are now stacking hard. The whales I'm getting rid of positions from what I've been listening on podcasts, and I might be reading that wrong, but all the analytics show that some of the big whales are dumping and they're being mopped up by us, the regular people. Guess what that does? It helps massively with the decentralization of Bitcoin, the spreading of Bitcoin far and wide around the masses. And it comes right back to a few shows that I talked about or a year ago or more, where I said that very steadily, very slowly and very surely, there is going to be a massive transfer of wealth from the rich today to the poor today that will become the rich tomorrow if they do this right. That is my belief. When that's going to happen, I really can't tell you. But here's what I can tell you. 
I was um, watching a podcast the other day, and I watch podcasts to help me learn, but to also try and find clips that I can run on the show to, I guess, lend credibility to me just ranting. And the podcast that I came across was a guy from Bloomberg Intelligence, Jamie Coots, quite a big dude apparently, was being interviewed and he talks about Bitcoin. He talks about, you know, there's a debate going on right now about the direction it's going to take. And I think he's pretty well intimating around the recent, you know, NFTs on Bitcoin. There's a different name for it, starting with an O, which I can't for the life of me remember. What a f- ordinals, ordinals, whether it's going to be used for money, store of value, both. I guess that's what he's talking about. And then he goes on and talks about the El Salvador experiment. Now, for those that don't do their research, the mainstream media have shoved it down our throats that the El Salvador experiment has failed. If you listen to the right information, you'll clearly see that it has not failed. And Jamie Coots from Bloomberg Intelligence will now tell you all about that. This is worth having a listen to for two or three minutes. This is what makes this space so interesting and so intriguing. I mean, you've got a, a complete, you've got a decentralized asset no one controls and a total free market. And people's perceptions of what it could be used for are different from others. And there lies the, the next probably um, ideological battle that Bitcoin has to face um, in terms of how its chain is used. I mean, what is Bitcoin there for? Um, so I won't necessarily weigh into which one might be right or which one might be wrong, but it's fascinating to watch. You know, I, I find it so amusing that El Salvador, which has been so maligned in the press, yeah. for its stance on Bitcoin um, and was the stories that were popping up in 2022 that they would default on their outstanding debt obligations, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty much was what everyone's, if anyone's talking about El Salvador, they're talking about two things. They were silly for adopting or, yeah, <laughs> adopting Bitcoin as legal tender and also that it was the, um, you know, it was definitely the road to economic ruin. The actual truth is, that their GDP grew, I think by around about 10%. 30%. And a lot of it's been through. Right. So, yeah, 30%. I didn't know it was that high. Their GDP, they paid up all their debt and their GDP grew by 30%. And yet the mainstream media, they're not even talking about it. Listen to what he says. And uh, yeah, uh, it came through from tourism and people moving, bringing capital, bringing human capital, bringing also financial capital. Uh, and of course, they repaid their latest um, debt obligation, eight hundred million dollars, which you know the press were covering uh, they, that they wouldn't. And the press coverage of the of the repayment non-existent. So, I mean, I think it's fascinating. And you know, El Salvador hosted a bunch of central bankers and government ministers last year as well to talk about their strategy. So- Let me just interject on that for a minute. Um, I haven't thought about this, but yeah. Um- President Bukele, he hosted an event where all those bankers um, went and had a meeting and, and, and listened to his ethos, his playbook, whatever you want to call it. And you've got to ask the question. Sailor said this a couple of years ago. From a company finding out about Bitcoin and wanting to do something, it can take up to nine months before they can actually action anything. So 
maybe ask yourself a question. How many of those other nation states, after listening to what Naib Bukele had to say, are maybe doing something behind the scenes? And it is not going to take more than one more, two more, before all of a sudden another major pump happens and the bandwagon kicks off, the FOMO kicks in. And again, no crystal ball here, but I'm always thinking of this sort of thing. It is not going to take much for another run to happen and then everybody starts thinking well I don't game theory kicks in and they think well I don't want to miss out on this so they're you know they're they're spreading the word through the smaller emerging frontier market economies you know so that central african uh, country you know is really inconsequential on a global scale but it's the start of something where I think the with this multipolar world that we're definitely moving into, I yep. don't think it's it's now debatable. Um, even your hardline economists, mainstream economists, are having to sort of uh, having to sort of walk back their um, you know their points of view around this. That we these mainstream economists are having to eat some humble pie. Get in there! I'll take some of that, people. We definitely are, and you can see it for the things that you've mentioned, like the denomination of of commodities in other currencies. But when you're a small country, um, what do you do? Do you go out and purchase gold? Uh, or do you move to a monetary standard, which not only acts as a reserve asset, but is the financial infrastructure to bank your citizens? Because the JP Morgans, the large banks, the corrupt banks, whether they're local domiciled ones or international, they are not going to bank those citizens. They've had a hundred years to do so, and they have not nope. because the incentive is not there and the technological effort is too great. And now with Bitcoin, you have an asset which is extremely volatile, so hence position size, but over the long term can protect against debasement. And it's a financial layer, a banking system in a world where even in those countries, they have access to mobile phones, they have access to internet, and they can basically bank on this network and transact on this network, which is, you know, really, uh, what we're talking about there is really the lightning network. It's amazing. Jamie Coots from Bloomberg Intelligence. The point there is we have got serious players talking positively about Bitcoin. And if you're a regular dude like I am, you've got to understand something. It is too late to get into this thing when the FOMO's kicked off and it's pumping upwards. That's when most people go and get into something instead of getting in or running into the burning building when everybody's running away from it, as I like to call it. It is now the time while Bitcoin is at the bottom or as close as Um, Yeah, there might be another shoe down. There might not. I don't know. I haven't got a magic wand. But here's the thing. If you believe, as I said earlier in the show, that Bitcoin could 12x in six years like it has done for me over six years, okay, and it could do that again from where it is now, why would you be trying to wait for another shoe to drop or why would you wait for it to go up anymore? Get off a zero right now and set up your DCA plan is what I would advise. I've just seen a few more people join us. Carl Sullivan, welcome. I've seen Stacking Richie. I've seen Frosty Ashington. Ellerslie is in the house. Thank you. Good stuff, Brian. Appreciate that one big time. Michael Weber has joined us. Uh, oops, very late, but hello, guys. Glad to hear the news about El Salvador. Michael, you're always welcome. Uncool Hodler uh, coming in from Arizona is with us. Good to see you, Vinny Rondo. 
mate, it's great to have you all in the house. And I hope the conversation and the content is bullish enough for you all. I'm just, if I take me away from this show, okay, as a human being and knowing what I know about Bitcoin, I am massively bullish on the future, okay? And all I do is just sound off with a microphone and a camera no different. You can ask my wife about where I'm at, about where this thing is going and the research I do. And I'm constantly watching more YouTube channels and, and gaining information to bring information to you guys. So I'm doing my bit. OK, sometimes you think, oh, crikey, what is the point of keep doing this? You know, there are massive players out there now with 100,000 subscribers and stuff. And I don't want to go that, down that route of pity me again. It's not about that. Sometimes I think I've got my Bitcoin. You know, I've got enough knowledge under my belt to know that I'm in the right place at the right, right time. Why do I just not bother doing this and just get on and enjoy my life? chill out a little bit more, stop putting hours and hours and maybe tens of hours and 20 hours and 30 hours of research into a 30-minute show. Why do I need to do all that stuff? But I can't not, if that makes some kind of sense. So I'm going to be here on Thursday, which is show number 500. Come and join me. I'm going back over to the desktop a minute because I love quotes. And here's one I found. I've used it before. And you want to ask yourself this, people. What are you doing today that is getting you closer to where you want to be tomorrow? Okay? And if you're doing what you need to do to get you where you want to be tomorrow, what are you doing today to help others around you, family, friends, work colleagues that will listen to help them get in a better place before it all comes crashing down on us. That's what I would say to all of you. But for now, I am done. Thank you all for joining me. That is the show. Uh, please smash the likes. If you're on the podcast, thank you for listening. Please share me where you listen. Uh, maybe come on over to the YouTube channel at some point so you can see some of the stuff that I share and see me. Why would you want to see me, a 63-year-old O'Keefe in the UK? I don't know. Anyway, listen, rant over. Um, at the end, click on the squares to more videos. I'm going to leave you with my social me media links, as I always do. One more thing, if I may, before you all disappear, and I know you'll all be exiting right now. Um, at the moment, still plenty in, so thank you. And that is, if I can ask you, Every one of you, if you wouldn't mind, when the show's over, refresh the page, go back into the show where it says comments underneath it, if you're on a phone or something, just put a comment there, please. Good, bad, indifferent, because the more comments that are there, and I always get seven or eight of you, the regulars that support me and help out. For those of you that don't, please go into the comments afterwards and just put something. I'll always respond because it then screws with YouTube's algorithm. It keeps the video uh, relevant for longer so more noobs can find it. That's it. Thanks for being here, guys. I'll catch you all on Thursday for show number 500. I cannot believe that. I only go live twice a week, so 500 shows. Where has that gone? See you all on Thursday.